This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to the Classic Phase Rip Podcast. We're on issue number 25. I am DM Vince and returning after a long hiatus, yes. back from the dead, DM Matt. Hey, everyone. It's good to be some, back. Some of you may recognize Matt's voice from the Roll for Initiative days and from season one of this show when he was with me and myself and me, myself and me. I'm three people now. <laughs> me, he, and Nick were the hosts of the show before yeah. Keith came aboard and Matt and Nick had to step away for a while, but Matt is back. I roped him back into the show. Yes. He's going to stay here. He's getting paid his usual $0 amount. Like he's always mm-hmm. been paid on RFI. So yeah. Yes. It was a hard contract negotiation to get the same pay rate, but I'm glad we were able to work that out. Yes. Uh, now we just need to find Nick, find out what uh, rock he's hiding under and get him back here as well. I think our best bet is to contact Blackstone and he might have an in. Uh, that Blackstone guy collecting uh, that paycheck, even though he was Nick, but <laughs> yeah, he's still getting those royalties. And for those listening out there, no role for initiative is not coming back. So shut up. No, it's deader than Tony Stark. <laughs> right. Uh, so our email address, Matt, you were the official email address holder. What was our email address? Do you remember? Bullpen at classicfacerip.com. Bingo. Get right us there if you want to get a question in to be read on the air. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts. Not, you're so used to saying iTunes. Remember they used to make us say iTunes for everything? Yes, I remember that. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a fair rating there, which we will read on the air. I think we had one the last time, which we read, but we haven't anything new. Uh, it was from a Cager Cage saying, I love the podcast. Thank you very much for the wonderful podcast. Gave us five stars. That was the last one that we had. Yeah. Uh, we so, need some more. More yeah. the more stars, the better we do on the, the ratings. So yeah. do that. Uh, our host, some people are gonna ask Keith, who is in our chat right now, is experiencing technical difficulties and he's unable to join us tonight, unfortunately. So he's going to be via chat, but like via satellite, like the rock. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna bring it via satellite. He's our uh, war correspondent tonight. Yes, he's in our chat tonight, unfortunately. Uh, he'll be joining us next time. He just had some technical difficulties. Uh, we couldn't get his uh, equipment to work. So if you are a Linux expert, please contact Keith directly to help him set up his laptop with a USB headset and a webcam so he can join us for the next live here on my YouTube channel, .com slash the evil DM, or you're listening to this on classicphaserib.com, which is our podcast website, audio the other one works just as well. You can see us. Actually, you can probably listen to us on Facebook as well. If you go to the WGP OSR gaming group, we're broadcasting there. And the classic Phase Rip podcast uh, web page. Uh, what is it? Facebook page, they call it. Whatever. Yeah. Facebook.com slash classic phase rip podcast yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it is Something one like of those things you could find us on yeah, Facebook. we're everywhere everywhere and nowhere all at once yes 
All right. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, something out of the Ultimate Powers, not the Powers Unlimited book, as I put in the notes. Yes, I, as I'm pulling, oh, we're talking Palladium this week. I'm like, wait a minute, uh, the page number doesn't match up. Oh, he meant the Ultimate Powers book. Yes, Ultimate Powers book, not the Powers Unlimited book, which is I'm playing Heroes Unlimited by group, so that's probably why I was looking Powers Unlimited. But anyway, we're talking. Turn to page twelve. We're talking about weaknesses so let me pull that book up here and boy that is really small why is that see if i can make that any bigger pull out your magnifying glass kids yeah there you go so the book goes about saying everybody has an achilles heel weaknesses that can really mess up a day the nature of this very the weaknesses varies from individual race or class normal humans have so many we don't even think about it aside from you know this or that we go to the next page here. So why would you want a weakness for your character? Every superhero that has certain type of powers always has a weakness that's with them. Uh, you know, we have the Punisher being his weakness being he's only human and can only take so much pain. Right. The dare, uh, Daredevil is blind, so he compensates yeah. with his abilities to, to still see. Uh, Spider-Man's just an annoying spider that needs to be squashed. No, his problem, no, his weakness is his moral compass. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye has the hearing problem. He has to wear hearing aids. I mean, superheroes across the board, they have something, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, that is their weakness, and that's how you provoke them and hurt them. And it just adds depth to the character, and that's why you want them. But a lot of times I think players don't like having them because they want to – you get into that munchkin, uh, you are now Hulk Hogan in the mid-'80s, and you <laughs> cannot be harmed by anything, and you will always Hulk up, brother. But does that – at this point, though, it, having a weakness can actually just enhance the story, and I think if you focus on that, you'll really find that having a weakness – is a benefit, not a hindrance. Yes. So the book goes on telling you you should roll for a different type of weakness. What would stimulate the weakness uh, is a psychological, is a, uh, an energy weakness, whatever. You should have some type of weakness with your character. Now, does everyone play with those rules? No, because it didn't really come in the original book set, and it was in this Ultimate Powers, as opposed to Powers Unlimited book. Uh <laughs> It was an optional rule. This book is one of the books that, again, that I've never used, and we discussed this well beyond, beyond, beyond in the first season of our show here, how we really don't. I personally don't, and I know you have said you don't use this book at all. Because... I use, I did actually use it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, Um, and we had, I had my player, but when we did it, it all the powers were randomly rolled. They did not get to choose their powers. And somehow, through that random generation, two players ended up with the same type of elemental manipulation power. And, That's weird. Yes. And what we found is, yeah, they're not really balanced with that element. They basically were, the power was you could turn anything into an element. So they really had fun in turning limbs into oxygen. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that's how they defeated Sabretooth. They turned they turned his feet into oxygen, and they, so he fell. 
and they were able to capture him that way. Uh, they interrogated someone and they made his finger go away. <laughs> they were horrible That's people. Odd. That is horrible people. <laughs> yes, horrible people doing horrible things with superpowers, but they were fighting Nazis trying to raise Cthulhu, so it was all good. That's fine. You're allowed to do that then. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things here, power negation, the fact that the weakness pretty much negates the powers that the character has. So like, for example, Superman, Kryptonite, boom, his powers are pretty much zapped. I think that would be going a little too far, in my opinion. I guess it really depends on what level of character you have. If it's yeah. a cosmic level character is in like you know a hulk strength person or yeah. a superman type character or uh thanos or something with his infinity gauntlet there i would think a negation would definitely not be that much of a hindrance i mean it, right but well if you also look think of it though every mutant in the marvel universe due to the nullifier bands has that weakness yeah that's that true every mutant can have all their powers nullified by a collar or some wristbands. <laughs> or if you watched uh oh that one that was on Fox, the gifted, two mutants together, they can hold hands and just nullify all powers oh, in the what? area. Wonder twin powers activate? Yeah, they were two they were two they were two mutants that when they combine their powers, they can nullify the entire area of all powers. That's so like kind of like Leech from uh, Gen X. Yeah. Okay. It, it was just weird. They would show up in the area. They would pretty much hold hands and the entire area would be nullified. I don't know. The gifted yeah. really didn't follow uh, much of the X-Men. It just followed most of the X-Men. Yeah. One of the recent, uh, Steven's saying one of the most recent contributors in the, in the uh, Canon project has been making hyperlink versions of the books. You might like, thank you. Oh, that is fantastic. Is that Steve that's doing that? Steve Jolly. I wonder if it's him because he does all those excellent uh, PDF layouts for all the all the projects. He did a couple videos on how to do it. But anyway, fatal. You think that's going too far? It, it I think it. Yeah, it's a bit much, but depending on what it is, it could be interesting because if you think about it, humans have fatal weaknesses with like allergies and things like that so i mean it's plausible but it would have to be something that again enhances the story without just being like how are we working around this constantly so i it, and and i think that's really the story with any of these weaknesses is what is it how often will they encounter it and will gaming around it just make the game enjoyable or or like why are we doing this me when it comes to something like fatal i kind of step back and say i don't want that i don't want something that's so fatal that if the gm pulls it out on me and or somehow because you know the gm's going to yeah my character is going to die i i I understand it's a role-playing game and I'm not one of those pansy bullshit idiots that are just like, you can't have the permission to kill my character. Right. Crap. That's a game. It's, you know, it, but you don't want to spend time making a character, getting an idea in your head. And then all of a sudden the GM's just like, ha ha, here's your fatal weakness. And then you're. Yeah. I, but I would treat the fatal weakness like, 
Kryptonite's fatal to Superman if he's around it long enough. So I would say we would be one of those where you get weak, weaker and weaker. And it's a slow, it's like a slow drain and a build. So that way you can build tension around it to, if you don't get out of the situation, you will die because of this. Not, Oh, you just, you just looked at the color of yellow and now all of a sudden you're dead. No. Well, basically, the fatal just keeps dropping your health down, like you said, with Superman until it gets to zero and then you can get your death. But yeah, I'm, I'm still cautious about something that's that powerful when it comes to being a GM or a player along that in my campaign. Maybe some other people are like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. And we're right. all adults here. But it's not a matter of being an adult, it's just a matter of you really don't want to deal with that. And when you're playing superhero games, I like to tend to push them more towards a little bit more comic y. Yeah. You know, you get beat up and then maybe like 10 minutes later, you're fine type deal. Like, yeah. You know, the fun comics, not the, you know, 90s Frank Miller gritty. Yeah. You know. you're, you're, you're not going for 90s noir where everyone's bet bruised up and bloodied afterwards. No, you're going more for that happy, bright, primary color 80s vibe. Yeah. We're not going the entire DC comics line in the 90s <laughs> or the entire DC movies line right now. We don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah pretty much Inca incapacitation I, I i could definitely go with that as being one of the major effects because that makes sense you know you can yeah. be incapacitated by you know something that would trigger your weakness sure i like that idea let's see what we got here also uh, the duration there's also something to think about how long will the weakness come into effect i mean is it just something like in contact is it you know if you're too close to it once you get out of that little bit of radius you're fine is it you you know once you touch it boom that's it it doesn't matter how long you're away from it you have side effects for 24 hours yeah i personally like the whole if you're in the radius of it then you are affected by it as you get further away from it the more you'll get affected, I'm sorry, the less you'll be affected by yeah. it and you'll recover a slow recovery. Yes, but not a fast, like as soon as you step outside the bubble, you're like, ha ha. Right. Not, like that. not at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's all of a sudden the drain is being released, but you don't regenerate that quickly. It's like, it's like permanent is an option. And I'm just like, that just seems miserable. All of a sudden you're like an altered human or a mutant. The next thing you know, you're just random. <laughs> dude that just yeah now what would your thoughts be on say you have a weakness but it, if you have multiple powers the weakness only affects one of your powers that i think is actually a pretty interesting idea and i like that idea that someone has developed some type of technology or something say it's something yeah. like uh you know, Doom is designed some type yeah. of gadget up that he knows that your character, Matt, is, uh, let's say, uh, a psychic or has psychic yeah. powers. Right. And he manufactured this glove or wristband or something so that when he's in the area of you, that one power is nullified. Right. Yeah. But and that it, allows you still to fly, you know, shoot yeah. laser beams. You still have all like your that. super strength, your agility, whatever. You still have all that. You just lose one aspect of yourself. And if you think about it, that already exists. Magneto's helmet. For that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that's an interesting way to have that 
weakness and just cause the players, especially when you have superheroes, you kind of get in that repetitive rut of this is how I solve every problem by using my powers this way. By all of a sudden having one of their powers nullified, it changes that whole dynamic. And now they have to get a little more creative with solving the issue. But at the same time, it, they don't feel helpless. I think that's what some of my group was doing. We were playing our villains game. They were all trying to build their characters around getting a play, uh, getting something to nullify the one character's powers in the group because he had mind control. So they yeah. kept trying to, to build devices and everything. So he couldn't mind control them every case he decided to chain uh, to turn on them. So yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember listening to that. That whole podcast was hilarious it's coming back it's coming awesome back. Uh, i think we're going to be using 4c for the uh the rule okay. set just to change it up a little bit because it has some clarification rules that i like in it and it has the ability that i can build upon it and it has a lot of nice little supplements for it yeah uh back to this the duration now continuous contact obviously we talked about Limited duration contact, as in, you know, you contact it limited and then you get away from it, but it still has a duration for you. But what about permanent? That that just, I don't like it. I just, that just seems too much. It's like, especially depending on what effect the weakness is. If it's draining your health, all of a sudden you're just a normal human. It's like when... It was like at the end of House and M and Scarlet Witch was like no more mutants. And like most of the mutants in the world had no powers and were just random people. At oh, that yeah, point, right. yeah. at that point, you're just a human. You're you're just at that point. If that were to hit a character, what makes them special to be in a superhero game? I mean, it becomes street street level games at that. It point. becomes street. It becomes street level where you don't even have the tech, because at least then you could be like, oh, yeah. It's just like at that point, all your abilities as a human are capped at remarkable at bet. And so yeah, I just like no. Now, I could see something where if you were to say they get something that like ups their power level like when like the super like the various like get cosmic powers or whatever for like some of those weird spin-off comics where or like, like everyone's wielding thor's hammer for some reason during uh fear dark itself. phoenix or something like that yeah they get like the phoenix power or something like that where like you get an upper and then they bring in they lose it i could see like if you were to gain a power but then even then, I think that makes a better weakness for a villain than it, like a very powerful villain. If you apply this to the villain, like they have, they have all this power, but they have this one weakness, and the heroes have to figure out how to exploit it. I think it works better in reverse, and that way, that's how they defeat this villain. Like when the, they had, you had the Phoenix Five, they had to get that Phoenix Force power out of all of them. So. The, ser the, the scenario you're describing, I think, was like season three of The Flash on the CW, and that they had, <laughs> they had the one villain that I think that boosted up his powers, and then he would like run away and hide, and I don't know, whatever. Yeah, or was that Arrow that did that? I don't know. One of them did that, but anyway, yeah, uh, you, you, it works better for a villain doing that when you have them power up, go out, they rampage, the heroes have to come and save it, but they kind of fail a little bit, but they do 
solve the issue at hand because the villain runs away because all of a sudden his powers start, you know, deteriorating and he has to run and they have to find him. Yeah, it'd be a good plot for a week. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but as for a player, the only way I could see that is if you had uh, maybe a character that had a lot that rolled well and had like five, six powers, maybe if they lost one of them. But, and, but yeah, I just don't like permanent because especially if you only had like one or two powers. Looks like Steven saying Jubilee went through that and later still depowered, became a daywalking vampire. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. I didn't they end it with uh wasn't in X Men ninety two the comic they ended it and no one was a mutant or was it everybody was a mutant at the end of that? I don't remember. Uh, Did you read X Men ninety two? I didn't read X I jumped off Marvel before then. I jumped off around Vampire Jubilee. <laughs> um because this is the every Marvel major crossover is this is the plot. Hero is a dick, hero <laughs> fights heroes. That is every, and there was a listener to RFI that was a editor for UK Marvel, and yes, yeah, we worked out a little trade ski at one point with him, and I mentioned that I'm like, yeah, it's like Secret Invasion, Tony Stark's a dick, Fear itself, Odin's a dick. I mean, he was like, yeah, it was like hero versus hero sells, so that's what we do. Oh yeah, that's I forgot all about that. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the basic premise of every Marvel major event. Hero is a dick. Uh, the, the whole Phoenix Force thing. Cyclops is a dick. <laughs> well, Cyclops is normally a dick, dick. but anyway. Yeah, even so. Yeah, even <laughs> more so. Uh, all right. Well, so the weaknesses are something to consider when building your character, whether you use the. <laughs> I want to say powers unlimited. God damn it. <laughs> The Ultimate Powers book. Why are the names so close? My God. Right. Do we need to do a show on integrating powers? On the three Powers Unlimited books in your Marvel game is a better uh, Ultimate Powers book? Uh, it probably still break the game regardless because everything in, everything that Rifts, I mean, sorry, Palladium did, broke everything. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, something to consider when you're doing it. If you use this book or not, I don't use this book. I don't like this book whatsoever. I think it breaks the game. There's a lot of powers in here that break the game, and I'm not putting anyone down that uses it. Go ahead and use it. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Praise it all you want. My opinion is, I don't like it. I don't care. You can hate me for it. I don't care. Yeah, because the book was basically just a brainstorming thing. They're like, let's brainstorm every power we can think of and throw it in a book. And they weren't able to play test everything. You, there's powers you can go and pick and choose. I could even see that if you want to get some more powers and be selective on what can be used. There's something to it, but yeah, it's just be GMs beware. So let's head over to some uh, MCU news here. Uh, as we always do now, we have to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is awesome. So far. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we have some news about Iron Fist coming to the MCU recast and the comic and a comic accurate costume. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's maybe it'll probably be better than the first Iron Fist. Um, but Iron Fist was a creation of its time. 
It was the 70s when Kung Fu flicks were all the thing. And yeah, it's I'm not sure what purpose it serves other than he it's yeah, I really don't. I mean, they, they would have to do like a pull like a Doctor Strange with it when it comes to like reinventing and uh, smoothing out some details of it. Uh, so, but yeah. I don't, I I wasn't an Iron Fist fan, so I can't really mention much about it, but seeing it come to real, real life, so to speak, yeah. or life, so to speak, might be interesting as long as they get the plot proper and they follow the comics true to form and don't Disney it up too much and yeah. change it up. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Do we it- need- yeah, it's like he's one of those characters that's kind of there and just not had anything done with him other than that. Net, it was like that Netflix series was more like, OK, this isn't licensed out to any movie. So here you can have Iron Fist. That's why they had Punisher, Jessica Jones and all the street level stuff, because they weren't off signed to movie studios. And also street level stuff is a lot easier to do as far as budget wise. I mean, yeah, it's a lot easier to do a whole series of a guy shooting a gun than, you know, someone with magical powers or like Spider-Man flying around the city. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Unless you wanted to go with the whole just fully embrace the cheesy Captain American Spider-Man movies from the 80s. You could totally pull that off now. I actually did watch the Doctor Strange 1976 movie. And then you proceeded to bang your head into the wall, correct? I am I am the guy who actually, in his masochistic way, enjoys the Star Wars holiday special. So Matt has been kicked off the show, folks. <laughs> we will not see him ever again. I, in fact, let me just get rid of him now. No more Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I mean it did air the day before I was born. So I have that bond with it. And then the then the day I was born was the Jonestown mass suicide. So I think they the two events could be related. Aha. <laughs> so Matt's responsible for Jonestown. We got it. Okay. Yeah. No, holiday special. Oh, they, holiday special. That's right. The, yes, the holiday special saw happened the day before Jonestown. Now we understand Jonestown. Yes. It explains so much. It explains way too much. Uh, the only thing I have going for me is the Mortal Kombat movie came out on my birthday. That was about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that movie was just awesome cheese goodness. So And Mickey Mouse's birthday is my birthday. 50 years to the date, which is this. So Mickey Mouse was born. The Let's see here. It had been... Yeah, the 50th, Mickey's 50th birthday was the day of the Jonestown ma- mass suicide as well. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of speechless on that one, but okay, thanks for sharing that relevant information on yes. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> hey, it's Marvel. Disney owns Marvel? Yes, I'm yes. reaching. Let's yeah. carry on. <laughs> and if you watch South Park, Mickey Mouse hired Stan to kill Pooh Bears. <laughs> yes. In China, because of the bat problem. Anyway. <laughs> Do not accept hey. Kool Aid from Matt. <laughs> so they're going to recast him, hopefully, and get a. I don't know how they're going to make this comic 
it doesn't work for this day and age, to be honest. Right. I mean, I guess it's a superhero show, so who cares, right? Yeah, it's just he it's a character that was heavily entrenched in the 70s. So how do you bring that to present day and not just be a parody? Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had a couple articles came out who really created the multi uh, the Marvel Universe. Some of the articles were praising Stanley while others were not so much. Yes. <laughs> Mostly saying that he stole his stuff or it's abused people or stuff like that. While yeah, it's it, it it's very much Arniston Gygax in the comic world when you look at a lot of like who created what, who should get credit, what was first. It's a lot of that. Um, what you can say about Stan is he was very much a marketer. He was definitely a hype man for sure. And, and that's why he got as much credit as he did for so much is because he's the one who was able to pull it out and get that out to the world and be the face with the energy and the hype behind it. And yeah, he was also involved with the creation of some of these characters. And then that's where you get into the who created what and how much of what. Because since Stan was the front man, he got all the credit. But when I I listened to an audiobook, uh, autobiography uh, on Stan Lee, and when I was just listening to everything, so much was just reminding me of, of Gary Gygax. And how he built the company and how he would, would get credit for the game. And, and I now have a cat. <laughs> when do you not have a cat? True. That is true. Stan was the man behind making Marvel pretty much forefront in people's eyes. Right. Was he the sole face to the company and responsible for everything no he wasn't obviously he wasn't did he make it so that everything that everybody else did got in everybody's face yes he knew what he was doing yeah maybe he took credit for things maybe he didn't take credit for things yeah i and, can't really speak for that and then in some of it is people giving him credit when he what he may not be taking credit but people are giving him credit it's like the the quarterback in football gets all the credit and all the blame, even if it's not them. And that was Stan with Marvel. It's so, yeah, it, he, he's just, he's human. He's a complex human. And when you read up on him and just the various accounts, you get both sides of him. And just like Gary or like I read the biography. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, there's so many parallels to that. Unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, Guy Gax was a genius as far as marketing the game. He was also good at writing what he wanted to write. Yes. Uh, he was very intelligent, obviously, and he knew what he wanted on paper. Did Dave... Was Dave at the same level as him? Probably not. Was Dave a good role player? Yeah. Was he a good writer? Eh. Yeah. I've read some of Dave's stuff. I don't think it's on par with Guy Gax's stuff. That's my opinion again. Yeah. But Dave was a good war gamer. I think that was where he was his 
his forte was war gaming more so than anything else. Right. I guess was more in the role playing area. He was more of the face, just like Stan was more of the face of the company. He knew what he was doing. He may, he created a lot of things himself. He was the, just the face, the idea, man. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And yeah. It's like Walt Disney. Walt Disney didn't create everything, but Walt gets all the credit. <laughs> Let's not talk about Walt Disney. now. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with him that we don't need to talk about. But, yeah, you, uh, yeah. Just go and watch Defunct Land if you want to see all about dead Disney. Yeah. Anyway, so since we have... Why is that still on the screen? Go away. <laughs> there. Since we're here, here now, we're going to... Oh, there goes your camera, by the way. Yep. Your timer. Timer. <laughs> That's... <laughs> fabulous camera that gives him a 30 minute timer he has to put more coins in it otherwise he's gonna go away it's like a peep show yeah exactly <laughs> so let's open up now the podcast to some chat questions here we have quite a few people chatting away in the chat i'm gonna open up the chat put it here on screen and give people a chance to just ask some questions get some you know thoughts out here for the end of the show things they want us to talk about in the future for the next show might be some uh, topics that they want to ask about. We're more than willing to be open. Matt and I will sit down with Keith and we will discuss uh, topics going forward. Uh, I picked the topics for this show. Go on. No, Steven, bad Steven. <laughs> uh, I picked the topics for this show this week and uh, maybe someone else will step up and do topics for the next show. I wanted to talk about weaknesses because I thought it would be really interesting uh, to talk about how they work and how people sometimes overlook those things like yeah. a weakness. Weaknesses also make your character more three-dimensional as opposed to just a piece of paper with right. numbers and letters on it. But now is your chance to speak up and ask a question of yeah. the classic phase rip staff here on uh, youtube.com slash the evil DM. Yeah. yeah, and reading chat, it looks like Jubilee became human again when uh, Quentin sacrificed a small portion of the Phoenix Force to turn her human. So, okay, so that explains Jubilee not being a vampire anymore. Because, yeah, when that whole thing first happened, I'm like, okay, why did they ruin Jubilee? Well, I didn't... The Jubilee era for comics with me, I didn't really read. Was she just as annoying in the comics as she was in the X-Men cartoon? Yeah, that she was entirely meant to be the uh, Valley Girl. That that was her. I have the first appearance of Jubilee. I have that comic, and yeah, she was supposed to be the Mall Rat Valley Girl. I don't know. I always found her annoying in the X Men cartoon. And I was just like, Ugh. I've never actually watched the X Men cartoon. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt has been kicked off the podcast yet again. We'll say goodbye <laughs> to Matt. No I'm kidding. <laughs> So, guys, anyone have any questions, uh, any more statements or questions or topics they want us to go before we head out of here? Because we're going to head out otherwise. And Joe Fisher, maybe. <laughs> now we're debating over if she was a better vampire than the <laughs> character. Okay, Lord Sidious. Yeah. Who has a great name, by the way, Lord Sidious. Yes. yes. Kind of after my my uh, streaming name of Supreme Chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> She went rollerblading while Logan searched for Weapon X Lab. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that. Uh, what's are you following the new X Men comics at all? No, 
my comic books right now i've been reading vader that is fantastic darth vader the comic um the the original vader or the one that just started coming out the the one that just started coming out okay that is fantastic because um, I, I finished up the other one, the other Vader, the original, just Vader, whatever it was. And that one was a good, but then this new one came out that you're reading. And I read like the first, whatever issues before it went on the, uh, the COVID hiatus. Yeah. And it wasn't that good. I was enjoying it. And it, and it very much, the entire story as it's evolving is the emperor sees weakness in Vader. So the emperor's trying to get, vader his edge back so the fact that vader went to look for his mother now it's basically the vader the emperor sending things out to kill vader and no Jaden, do not get on my keyboard is is vader trying to get his groove back (laughs) pretty much well no it's the emperor's trying to get vader to get his groove back and be like you're getting weak because you tried to go after find your mother's killer Yes, the first Vader arc with him looking for Padme was fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Newest X-Men, Barf. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is. Facebook user, just put your name in there next time since you didn't grant. We don't know who you are. So I, I what I'm asking about the new X-Men is maybe someone out there in the audience can do. What was going on with the whole layout in the mansion when it was just like Wolverine's room, uh, Cyclops, uh, Scott Summers' room, and then... Uh, um, Jean Grey was in the middle, and both rooms had doors that went back and forth in the layout. It kind of looked like, you know... Well, there was always that little, you know, with Jean Grey and Wolverine and the, that whole love triangle thing. What do I think about the most recent run of the New Universe books at Canon Project? Good. As always, all the books that you guys produce in that group uh, go above and beyond and uh what happens on the moon stays on the moon yeah uh above and beyond and i think if tsr was still around not this fake other tsr that's floating around owned by jason elliott uh we love jason we're just kidding yeah uh if the original tsr by gygax not the lorraine williams bullshit was around uh i think they would be Super jealous. They probably would have sued you twice by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more than not tw- more than twice. That was TS dollar sign, baby. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that was Lorraine Williams. Uh, I'm gonna hide now from uh, everybody because I'm the most hated woman in RBG history. Yeah, but yeah, I TSR would have absolutely been probably impressed, and someone would have been hired, and probably. Right. Steve would be the one to be hired because I've seen him do all that work and just spend time with other people and show them how to do it. So he's, he's mentored a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, just looking at all the books, it's like the stuff coming out now is better than the originals in most ways outside. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just phenomenal product. I mean, it's so, yeah, the community has kept the, a lot, the game alive and made it even stronger than it was when it was a lot actually in print. Yeah. I think in, when it was in print, a lot of people claim that they didn't know the game existed or they didn't play it in their area or they couldn't find anyone. Now where I grew up, Long Island, New York, mm-hmm. 
there were lots of players and the box set was everywhere. I mean, I went on a camping trip. They had the basic set on a camping trip. Like the guys brought it out. We were sitting around the fire playing the original one with all the little, yeah, the, the yellow box set that you couldn't actually make up your own character. We were playing it there. And I remember, you know, the parents were like, what are you playing? D and D? We're like, no, 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 we're playing Marvel. Oh, that's fine. Because it wasn't D and D in the eighties. So yeah. as long as it wasn't D and D, it was fine. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like, I got into this game when the, the uh, second basic set came out in like 89. That's when I got in. Um, and I got that at Walden books. We didn't really have game stores near my house. It was kind of like, as an 11 year old where my mom was going and finding what I can. So um, yeah, I didn't f actually find comic book stores until much later. Uh, so, and then we were, I was playing it with my friends um, just out of the basic set. And then I remember I won a gift card on a to a uh, Northgate mall in Cincinnati on or off of a radio call in game show. So I had my parents, it was like 25 bucks. So I had my parents drive me to Northgate and in the bookstore that they had the advanced box set. And that's why I got with my gift card. Or it was a gift certificate back then because gift cards weren't a thing. I'm old. <laughs> so I got my first box set at a KB Toys. Remember them? Oh, yes. Mm hmm. Miss KB. Yeah, it was one of those things that was uh, a nice thing that they had in the mall, but long yep. gone. And yeah, then then all my supplements and everything, they were bought at half price. That's and then eventually eBay. But I would just find modules for like three, four bucks at half price books. And I'm like, OK, buy this, buy this. Oh, that's one of the players handbooks. Get that. And that's how I accumulated most of my uh, RPG stuff for it. Remember when we uh, when we went to Gen Con uh, back in the RFI days and we were uh we were scouting around. It was me, you, and Jason. We yeah. went from that. We went. I don't remember what the booth was, but you Chimera and I... Hobby, Chimera Hobby, because they have all this old dead stock uh, RPG product, and they had box sets. I got yep. that's. It... I got Web of Spider Man there. I think they even mm -hmm. had Doom, but I was a dumbass and didn't buy it. Yeah, uh, I remember you and Jason were going nuts, and we were like, we were stacking shit up and bringing it up and buying it. And the guy was like, "All right," thinking we were dummies. And meanwhile, we're like, "Yeah, okay, we're buying." <laughs> yeah, uh, I I love the the last time Gen Con happened. They they they're still there. It's just the selection's not as good as it used to. Well, it's probably yeah. They probably have a smaller spot now. Uh, they still have a same size booth. It's just that the product isn't as interesting. It's more getting less 80s 90s stuff and more 2000 d20 glut it's like there also used to be that i think it was like titan games it was buy three get one free and then on the last oh, yeah. yeah that there's... was a fun then they got bought out that their oh. stock got bought out by troll and toad in the following year at gen con everything was two dollars on the last day of the con i'm like i will buy lots of things yeah, I remember the last day of the con, it was like, buy three, get free three. Or, or buy three one, free. get three free. That's it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, okay, and that's what I would do. I wouldn't buy anything until the last day. <laughs> yeah, I remember you You. You were like, uh, you were like, where's Matt? And we're like, oh, Matt, you're coming like this, and you have like all this. So, Guys, help me bring this to the car. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, those were the days. Because, yeah, the deals just don't happen like that anymore at the cons. It, it's like in the 
early 2000s of Gen Con, it was very much like I would come home with so much free shit, more than what I spent on my hotel and my badge. When Wizards of the Coast was handing things out like candy. Crazy Igor, I love Crazy Igor. Oh. What's it, Crazy Igor? Crazy Igor was out of print games. That was his specialty. If it was rare, obscure, Crazy Igor probably had it or could find it. Was his prices insane? Uh, they were actually reasonable. Uh, they, they, but no, it was just <laughs> I'm off. referencing Crazy Eddie. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it, but yeah, he just he retired and sold his stock off, and yeah, but and it was sad because his booth was just great. You know what, Lord Sidious? If I had to spend my time reading the Ultimate Powers book and fa failing my German final, I definitely would have fire failed my German final. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather have read the book. I mean, I, back then it was just like, you know, you couldn't get too much information because everything was so hard to get, especially when you're younger. So, yeah, because back when this stuff was coming out, it, we're talking like early days of like maybe Prodigy. <laughs> so CompuServe. Serve, yeah. BBSs. That that was like, remember, like, remember those old net AD&D netbooks that float around and like text docs. That was those were the days, kids. You didn't go online and get these fancy PDFs. It was a stat block, and you liked it. Yeah, I remember getting my uh, finding the uh, warlock class because you know that was the cool thing to find. And yeah. the web warlock was the guy who did that. I don't remember who they was. They uh, forgot. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess we're going to wrap it up this week uh, for issue 25 of the Classic Phase Rip podcast. We'll be back in two weeks. That's two and two, not to be confused with the love, the, whatever that game show Chuck Woolery used to yeah. be. What the, the love we'll connection? Yeah, love connection. We'll be back in two and two, whatever the frig <laughs> he used to say. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in uh, two weeks. Hopefully, Keith will have uh, figured out or sorted out his uh, technical issues so he can join us so it won't be just a Matt and Vince show to remind you of the role for initiative that you're no longer getting. Yes, it's dead. It, it failed its endurance check. It is deceased. Yeah, and you don't need to ask me every time I put something out. Thank you. You know who you are out there. Have you ever considered just getting a, a lower third scrolling? RFI is not coming back during every live stream. I don't want to pay for it on Restream, so no. <laughs> Because Restream is like, uh, think of it as Spirit Airlines. Have you ever flown Spirit oh, Airlines? Oh, microtransaction in the stream. Yeah. You want a seatbelt? You got to pay us extra money. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm surprised they don't do that, to be honest. Yeah. Save money, no seatbelts. Okay, sure. Why not? You want a seat? Oh, you got to pay for that. We just, hey, yeah, I hope you, your ticket just back? got you on the plane. I mean, no seats included. You get cargo, baby. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, hit us up at bullpen. Classic. Bullpen at classicfacerip.com is our email address. Feel free to email us any idea or question that you have for us, and we will try to get that on the show and read uh, your email. Uh, even if it's a story about something of your game or something you want to tell us, we'll be yeah. more than happy to read that and not read it on the air because no one wants to hear about your goddamn character. No, no. I'm kidding. Uh, that was the one thing. Remember Tracy used to complain about that all the time. Oh yes, he's like, why does everyone have to tell me about their character? Because to them, their character is special, just like people's children. Yeah, no, I never talked to anyone about my character because what do they give a shit about my character? Come on, right? 
uh, Vince do a banner like, like the Star Wars was opening. opening block. Block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Star that, RFI is not coming back. Yeah, that's the end credits. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna head out. Thanks for watching. Uh, you can watch this uh, on the replay and wait for the audio recapture as soon as Matt gives me it tonight, and I'll probably yeah. edit it up and throw it up on the uh, the feed for those who want to listen to the audio podcast at classicphaserib.com is our website so with that said we're going to say keep it original keep it old school that's how the saying went and uh, yeah in. you've been listening to the classic face rib podcast the thoughts and opinions expressed on the podcast are not the final word and just what they are opinions if you'd like to catch up on all the episodes, head over to ClassicFaceRip.com. Or if you want to check out the video shows live on YouTube, go to YouTube.com slash C slash The Evil DM. Again, that's YouTube.com slash C slash The Evil DM. Email us at AskTheDM at TheEvilDM.com. Thank you.